Chris Cuomo gets coronavirus, Dr. Fasushi lowers the death projections, and is China hiding 21 million dead bodies? We're going to get into all this and more. Welcome to America the Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino. This is the weekly episodes. Every Saturday, we interview somebody from around the country. Now, let's get into this. Illinois health officials announced first death of an infant with COVID-19? What? Comment below if you think this is some BS fake news. Comment that below right now. And I'm going to break down real quickly. So Illinois Department of Public Health today reported that the depth of an infant younger than one in Chicago who tests positive for the coronavirus disease. By the way, no infant infant has died from coronavirus. I'm just going to send that out there right now. There has never been a death associated with COVID-19 in, in, in an infant. A full investigation is underway to determine the cause of death said by the doctor. We must do everything we can to prevent the spread of the deadly virus, if not to protect us, but to protect those around us. Other adults are at high risk and severe illness, and more than 85% of the deaths in Illinois are among the 60-year-old. Okay, so it, it, basically they're just talking about who were the, the biggest victims. Um... I saw a lot of people promoting this to back up their claim that COVID-19 is this dead, deadly, uh, you know, the next black plague. So the most important thing you got to read about this, a full investigation is underway to determine the cause of death. So the, the, the infant died and then just happened to test positive. See, and you had to also read the headline. Illinois health official announced first death of infant with... COVID-19, not from, not because. Be very careful what you read. Right now, we're going to be seeing the biggest sensationalizations of headlines to invoke fear and fear-mongering for clicks. That is what we're seeing right now in front of us, a misleading headline to invoke a certain type of fear about a virus. If you know your facts and you do your research, you will know that no infant has died from COVID-19. All over in the world, in the entire world, not one infant died from COVID-19. Why would one happen now, months after there's an outbreak in Illinois, of all places? It seems like ABC7 News just wanted to get that headline out there for clicks because they know people aren't going to read it. They know people aren't going to read the proper context within the article, and they're going to promote it because people are going to be using it for their own confirmation bias. That is all that's happening. I see people post this all over Twitter, people on the right, people on the left, to in confirmation the biasly use it for their own good. I don't know. I don't know what words I can use anymore for it. I'm just repeating myself, but Governor Wiltmer reverses course on coronavirus drugs and is now asking feds for hydroxychlorine and chloroquine. I can't pronounce these medical terms, these medical names. I am I apologize. I'm sorry. But this governor drew fire from some of on the right, after the Michigan Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs sent a letter last week threatening administrative action against doctors who prescribe these two experimental drugs that can possibly help coronavirus patients. So these two drugs have been, uh, there's been small testing going on that would say that these drugs helped those dealing with coronavirus. And a lot of the governors came out banning those drugs. 
obviously that's uh, a very Democrat thing to do, ban things that can save people. Um, but apparently this guy is reversing his course. It's the first time I'm reading this article. I was about to talk about something else related about this drug, but then I saw this. The governor's administration has since removed the language threatening doctors from a letter and is now asking the federal government to send shipments of the drug. The Food and Drug Administration issued an emergency authorization for the anti-malaria drugs um, on Saturday. Conservatives, including Charlie Kirk and Rudy Giuliani, accused the governor of risking lives to oppose President Donald Trump in recent weeks. Uh, the governor and Trump have been sparring on national television for federal aid for Michigan, while Trump has touted the drug's potential in creating COVID, in treating COVID-19. So, in summary... This governor banned the drugs, and I guess more information and testing was released. The FDA uh, approved of its use, and he's reversing course. This is groundbreaking for the fight against COVID-19. This is showing that the Democrat governor's actions to ban the drug was foolish, totally foolish. They acted on impulse, because he's not the only one. I know the Nevada governor did it, and I'm pretty sure a couple other governors did it. And they acted on impulse because they hated Trump so much. Now they're eating their words because now there's more and more data coming out showing that it is working, and now they have to give in to have it work. If there wasn't much political pressure on them, would they... If you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment below. Would they have took the restrictions off if there wasn't political pressure? Or would they have let their people die out of spite on Trump? Because I don't know anymore, to be honest with you. The fact that they banned it to begin with has me questioning and wondering. So, a shocking correction by Dr. Fauci went from a possible 1.7 million U.S. deaths due to coronavirus to a possible 200,000 in 14 days. Do you think that we crashed our American economy based off of faulty projections? Because now it's starting to go the other way. And let's hope, let's pray that these numbers go down even more. And now the high end, what they're saying, 100 to 200,000 would be the high end. That's a, that's a big drop from 1.7 million. Uh, this, this article reads, just so you know, these experts, quotes, experts, that's how I always refer to the experts, are making it up as they go along. And these experts are going to destroy the U.S. economy based on total guessing and hysteria predictions. Worst case estimates of the U.S. infections as of Friday from the New York Times. Infections, 160 to 200 million. Hospitalizations, 2 to 21 million. Deaths, 200,000 to 1.7 million. That's a, that's a far range of a lot of high numbers, okay? What we know is that the data that we were getting from China was faulty. It showed about a 4% death rate from China. And what people did not take into account, nobody was taking into account the how many cases that were untested. Now, when you factor in the untested cases, you're looking at about 99% show mild to no symptoms. 1% show serious symptoms, probably less, to be honest. And then when you break it down even more, you're looking at a 0.1 to 0.01% mortality rate. The problem with the testing, especially the data from China was faulty regardless. 
But even if you look at our data, especially at the start, you're only testing the people who show serious symptoms. So, you know, if you're only testing people that show up for hospital attention for, for corona, you're, if you're only testing those people, you might show a 90% mortality rate because you're only testing the worst of the bunch. But if you were able to test everybody, that's when the mortality rate mortality rate goes down because now you're testing more people that are asymptomatic, that don't have symptoms, that have a very mild case, that go to the hospital and they'd recover immediately. Now you're testing more people and, you're, you know, who knows? For all we know, there could be over a million people in America with it and there's only a couple hundred people dying a day. And, you know, that, uh, when you're looking at ratios that are, that are that high, you're looking at it, wow, you know, it's not, it's not the next black plague or banished flu when you're looking at it like that. Um, let's see. The article reads on, on March 15th, the doctor told John Carl of ABC that they could expect 21 million corona hospitalizations and up to 1.7 million deaths. Uh, I think there's a video right here. Times uh, had a story this weekend about the worst case scenarios and uh, some projections that were, uh, they said, presented at the CDC um, about, a month, about a month ago. Uh, let's take a look at these. Right. Uh, 160 million to 214 million people infected in the United States, 2.4 million to 21 million people hospitalized, 200,000 deaths, perhaps as much as 1.7 million deaths. First of all, what do you make of those? So whenever people model mm -hmm. and take a model, which that's exactly what that is, a model, a model is only as good as the assumptions you put into the model. Right. So when you do a model, you say, what happens if it's the lowest it's here and what happens is the highest? The worst case scenario is either you do nothing or your mitigation and containments don't succeed. All right, so that, that's pretty much what he's saying. On Sunday, March 29th, the doctor suddenly downgraded his worst-case scenarios to 100 to 200,000. And here's the video. The government's top infectious diseases expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, warned Fauci. on Sunday that the U.S. could face up to 200,000 deaths with millions of cases from coronavirus. Fauci made the comments in an interview with C. All right, it's just somebody reading it off. Nothing from his mouth. Um, then uh, to top it off, Fauci's colleague, uh, Dr. Deborah Bricks, uh, played backup and told America to the estimated number of U.S. deaths one point from to from uh, 1.2 to 2.2 to obviously, okay, that's pretty much what we were just saying. Um, Dr. Bricks was serving a bowl of crap. <laughs> Dr. Bricks is an absolute nothing to back this up. No scientific data, nothing. She's already changing the narrative. Maybe the elites are worried the hysteria predictions will cost millions of Americans their jobs, homes, and income. So we need to also take into account that this is a political. This is political. This is all becoming political. If people want to cover their ass, they're going to try to cover their ass by giving us BS. If people want to get a specific purpose, they'll feed us BS to achieve that specific purpose. As we're getting more and more data, we're, every day that goes on, we're learning that the virus isn't as devastating as it is as the days go on. And as the days goes on, we're questioning and asking ourselves did we need to do the government shutdown? Should we have listened to Trump at first when he said not to worry? 
And only time will tell if lockdowns and shutdowns actually worked. I was talking to my dad earlier today, and I hope he's, hope he's listening. Shout out to my dad. And we were talking, and we basically came to the conclusion that when this is all said and done, we need to kick... Uh, we need to compare the overall total deaths in America within a six-month or a year time span of 2020 to previous years because we need to account for people who would have died either way and then just got coronavirus. We need to account for the faulty statistics. We need to account for all these things. And my prediction is at the end of the year or at the end of this next six months when we have the data to compare and contrast from previous years, we might actually see less or almost an unchanged or slightly more overall death toll from before COVID-19 to after. That's my predictions because if there's somebody that's already dying from cancer and heart disease and they get COVID-19, who knows? It could either speed up their death or it can be irrelevant to their death and it still gets marked as a COVID-19 death. But when when we're going to look at it on a a year or a six-month scale and compare it to previous years, it's only at that point can we decide how many more people died because COVID-19 came into existence. If, you know, if people are dying, you know, 40, 50,000 people are dying weekly. And if we see that number stay the same or just bump up a little bit for the COVID-19 crisis and go back to normal, that's where we'll see the, the real results. And who knows, it could be speeding up people who are already have mortal, uh, illnesses where you know their time span you only got six months this cancer is going to kill you in six months they get COVID-19 they die in three weeks you know that that death was already going to happen uh it was sped up also we what we should compare to people who would have already died from the normal flu and this is all data that I I am not that I'm excited about you know seeing this 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 data of deaths it's it's a horrible thing to say but it's I'm very curious I'm very curious to see how this is going to end. I'm very curious to see if the stuff that I've been saying on Twitter, the stuff that I've been saying on here, my projections, my predictions, my analysis, I'm very curious to see if it is true or not. Right now, it seems like New York City is pretty much the only city really being hit with this. And New York City has optimal conditions for this. Uh, Very dense. The weather is relatively cold at this time of year. Either not cold or it's definitely not hot there, let's just say, which is optimal conditions for the virus. So whatever we see in New York City is the worst it would ever get in any big city in America. That is the hands down worst. So if we're looking at that as bad as it gets there, it won't even get as close as bad as that anywhere else, which could be a good thing because we get to see what the apex apex in a specific city could possibly be and right now we're still at less deaths in italy even though we have um let's see five times the population size um but only time will tell if lockdowns work time will tell if quarantines work time would tell if a total economic shutdown was worth it Uh, as of now i don't think it was fully worth it i think we could have got away with um mitigating the risks by quarantining high risk people only keeping the world going i think we should have, we should have kept the world going yes uh and you know that that's that's what it comes down to obviously if we need more space for sick people we'll make more space if we need more staff to help the sick people we will hire more and train more staff if we need more, you know if, if we need more ventilators we'll make more ventilators 
it's all these shortages problems when you're living in a, in a supply and demand uh, free market economic society with a government that actually does, for the most part, uh, and a president care about you. Those problems are, are easily fixed. Uh, people are saying, oh, we only have a thousand ICU beds. Uh, we're all going to die because more than a thousand people are going to get sick. I'm using hypothetical numbers. Uh, no, no, no shit. We'll just we'll make more beds. <laughs> we'll make more space. We'll convert x into a hospital we'll we'll do this and you know we don't need to shut down the entire economy to do those things but anyway guys cnn anchor chris cuomo diagnosed with coronavirus he will continue working from home everybody send your thoughts to cuomo in the chat right now and i'm pretty sure all of you I'm sure 99% of you watching are right wing and I'm sure you're wishing him the best and I'm sure you're sending him your prayers and you're you're sending your support to him. How would the left react if someone on the right got corona? I think they did react when uh, Ron, Rand Paul got it. I think it was Rand Paul and then Mitt Romney said he was isolating. They pretty much cheered. They said, "Ha ha! Look at that! Ha ha! You know, oh, I hope you die." That's what that's what they said. You can YouTube. You can shut check that up on Twitter. That's what they said. I haven't seen one negative thing said to Chris Cuomo, even though he is the enemy of the right. I haven't seen one bad thing because what the people on the right realize when you when things are in a life or death situation, or things get serious, or there's a medical issue, the right throws the petty politics and differences aside the left does not do that i even tweeted i tweeted this out cnn host Chris cuomo got diagnosed with coronavirus everyone on the right uh responds by sending him prayers and wishes in the best imagine if fox host got diagnosed the left would be wishing death upon him nonstop. which which is true because if you want to compare it to Rand paul you can compare it to that if you want to you know that is a sad thing. That that is a sad thing to see on the left that they they can't put these differences aside. Hopefully, Chris Cuomo is part of the ninety nine percent that experiences a milder and asymptomatic case. Let's read what this says. He is feeling well and will continue to anchor his nine p.m. program, uh, Cuomo Prime Time, from his home. In these difficult times that seem to get more difficult and complicated by the day, we just found out that I'm positive for coronavirus. Cuomo wrote in a message on. Sorry, I'm burping. On Twitter, we have been ex- exposed to people in recent days who have subsequently. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm losing my mind when I can't pronounce words. People who've tested positive and had fevers, chills, and shortness of breath. He wrote, I just hope I didn't give it to the kids and Chris- Christina. That would make me feel worse than this illness. Now, don't worry, your kids won't be affected based on the data. Uh, Cuomo was recent was most recently at CNN's offices in the Hudson Yards neighborhood in New York City last Friday. He anchored from his home on Monday and interviewed his brother, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. The two men traded brotherly barbs about the anchorman's basement live shot location. Um, the Cuomos, they're pretty funny on air. I'll, I'll give them that. They're pretty funny. They have a very... A funny dynamic going back and forth but yeah i wish him the best i wish him well is china covering up millions of dead people 
Hmm, comment below your thoughts, and I'm actually going to go and debunk that right now because I don't think they're covering up millions dead. I do think that they are covering up some dead, but I want to debunk these current conspiracy theories because although I do think uh, we do pretty much know China is lying about their stats when it comes to the, the COVID-19 situation, I've seen a lot of theories come out to lend themselves to uh, them hiding 21,000, 21 million dead people, which is, in my opinion, a little ridiculous. And um, what will make those claims, where they get those claims, is a drop in cell phone users in China is proof that coronavirus has killed 21 million people in the country, far more than the official count. I think right now the current count um, of, uh, of death in, in China that they were giving us, let me see what it is really quickly. I think it's an, it's a few thousand. Um, so I'm just pulling it up. It looks like, I, I can't even find the number. Um, I think it's only a few thousand. So China, 3.3 thousand dead. That's what they're reporting. Obviously, it's more than that. But is it 21 million? Heck no. So I made my own assessment on this claim. Um, is China hiding the real COVID-19 death toll? 21 million vanish. And a lot of people have been promoting this. But you think a country that has the capability of killing and hiding 21 million of their citizens will have their tracks covered when it comes to cell phone coverage drop? You think that they would have that covered if they're going to kill 21 million people and hide their bodies? You think they would have that covered? Um, but I just found this article now. My own assessment was it could have been the switch to 5G. It could have been the loss of work. People canceled the subscriptions. But I want, let's, I'm going to read off what this says the first time I'm reading it. AP's assessment, false. The decline in cell phone users is not linked to the number of people who died in China after being affected. Major cell phone carriers in China attributed the drop of people with multiple phone numbers, canceling some uh, service during the outbreak. So it was from people who had multiple services. They canceled their service during the outbreak, probably because of loss of work. They didn't want to pay for two phones. Major cell phone carriers in China reported a loss of nearly 21 million subscriptions in January and February as the virus spread through the country. More than 81.5 thousand cases of the virus and about 3.3 thousand dead confirmed by China. We know that's all bullshit. According to the online data published by China's three largest cell phone carriers, you see, if if there was really a hiding of 21 million people, you think that the Chinese government wouldn't allow them to share these numbers that would give it away. Um, so I, I think that that pretty much debunks that theory. Now, here's another one. Stack of urns in Wulan raises doubts of China's official toll. And there's just a stack of, uh, I guess, urn containments. Uh, and people have report. apparently it's been reported that some um, uh, funerals or morgues, whatever it would be, received stacks of 5,000 urns. Uh, which could indicate that m more people died from the virus, which could potentially be true. I'm sure some of those are probably from some of the lying numbers we're getting, but when you're comparing 21 million to 5,000, it's kind of a big jump there. Uh, also, you got to take into account that Wuhan was on shutdown. They were on complete shutdown, so it could have been a backup from the natural deaths caused, just that just naturally happened it could have been a backup 
from the weeks of the shutdown, there was, there was a backup in you know <laughs> what was going on when it comes to earning uh, the earns. I don't know. I don't know how the system goes with all that, but it's possible most of that could have been just from the regular backup. Um, the the point that I'm trying to make here is I'm seeing a lot of people on the right and the left promote these these conspiracy theories that that can easily be explained. Now, when you see theories like this, you need to ask yourself. How and why? Would China kill 21 million of their own people or hide those deaths? Yeah, of course they would. But is it more likely that people just cancel their subscriptions because they had loss of work and couldn't afford a second line? Yes, that just seems like the more likely, more probable solution. Um, So it kind of disproves um, that theory. There's, there's, it's, it's all, it's, it's not, there's no solid evidence to show that it's all circumstantial at best. It, it's, you, you need to not blindly accept, uh, theories and, and, um, what people are saying in order to, for your own confirmation bias for the people who want COVID-19 to be the doomsday destructor, because that's what they've been promoting, and they're looking for that confirmation bias that COVID-19 is that doomsday disease, they're taking all of their mental capacity to critically think for their own confirmation bias. And I think that's very important. We need to constantly critically think. We need to look at these graphs that we're getting, and we need to ask ourselves, why? Why? Hmm. Looks like America has the most confirmed cases, and they're skyrocketing through the roof roof with the most confirmed cases. And the left is taking that, and they're saying, oh, wow, look, America is not handling this outbreak good. America is handling it the worst because they have the most confirmed cases. Well, number one, you need to adjust those numbers for population. Two, you need to adjust those numbers for how many tests per million are being performed. There's a lot of other factors that are going into these graphs um, that aren't going into these graphs, that it's giving a skewed number of, of reality. And when the left and the confirmation bias people on the right take these graphs and they don't add the proper context or the proper critical thinking thought to it, that's how they get this misinformation out there. America has, let's see how much more population, see, uh, Italy population, they have 60 million people, let's see the USA population, USA has 327 million people, now if you want to even go based on confirmed cases relative to the population of the country, Italy is doing five times worse in confirmed cases than the USA. <laughs> if you want to base it on population to confirmed case ratio. And then if you want to factor in test per million people, then you can factor that in and it will probably end up even lower. And that's what I'm talking about with critical thinking. Is uh, here, Here's one example. My belief is... COVID-19 is not doomsday. It's not the Spanish flu. It's not the Black Plague. I think it is a very serious strain of flu, and we're pretty much tacking on a serious— it's basically like stacking two or three flu seasons onto one. That's what it seems to be, which is still devastating. I mean, it it, it still could cause deaths. You know, it's it's not the doomsday scenario, not even close to the doomsday scenario. It's not going to destroy the infrastructure of our country or the world. The cure will. So, 
Now, that, that's what I believe. And, and even when I am looking for data and facts and analytics out there to back up my claim, I even stumble upon some things that I could use to back my claim, even though they aren't solid enough. I'll use one example. James O'Keefe came out with a video where he was asking a security guy that was pretty much directing traffic to the flu tests. And the guy who's directing traffics was saying, yeah, it's just a flu. It's no big deal. And that's what James O'Keefe was using for his big thing. Look, as you can see, this person says it's just the flu. Listen, the guy you interviewed isn't a doctor. The guy you talked to is literally just directing cars to a testing facility. Okay, I might be in your camp, James O'Keefe. I might mean you. We might agree on almost everything when it comes to COVID-19, that it's being overhyped. We might agree on everything. But this piece of evidence that you're giving out is, is, is not valid. And I would admit that because I'm going to stay honest to myself and I'm not going to promote something strictly because it will give me that confirmation bias. I would only promote it if I think it checks out and I think that it can properly uh, get the point of cross without being misleading or without adding different context or without being wrong or false or promoting fake news or promoting something that's circumstantial at best. I want to be, I would be true, I'm always, or at least I always try to, if, you know, maybe there was an accident down the road, I can't account for everything I've ever tweeted or said before, but what I do is I, I try to vet every single thing that I post, I try to make sure it aligns with the point I'm trying to make, and I make sure I vet it out so it's not misleading, and it checks out. If I go to a doctor's office and I ask the woman at the front that's making the appointments, is it just the flu or is it not? I'm sorry, but what she says, you know, if I go to the, the guy um, who, <laughs> the valet guy at the doctor's office and I ask him, oh, is it just the flu? And he says, yeah, it's just the flu. Well, I'm sorry that this, this guy that's parking my cars does not stand in the position of authority to even back any of my claims what he what he says is irrelevant just like the james o'keefe and, and i like a lot of the work james o'keefe does but i'll call out stuff that i don't like and that and that's that's where i leave off <laughs> thank you guys for watching please subscribe share this podcast with your friends please rate it five stars if you're listening to it on apple because the left is one star bombarding me and if you can do that that would really help and uh yeah send it to a friend or two thank you guys for watching see you tomorrow